0: Okay, here we go. Everyone, and I do mean everyone, should consider adding some type of resistance or weight training to their exercise plan. Need some more convincing other than my emphatic words? Well, okay, I'm up for the challenge. So, in today's episode of Second Wind Fitness, I'm going to give you a dozen strong reasons to lift something heavy. My name is Brock Armstrong, welcome. To second Wind Fitness. But before we get started. As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But if you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob. If you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com coffee. Now, way back before I decided to center my fitness regimen around things that I can do at home or outside or basically not in a gym setting, I had been noticing a mass migration in my local gym. Now, sure, there were still many gym goers who came in and headed straight to the cardio stuff, like the treadmill, the elliptical machine, stationary bikes, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it was getting harder for me to get some quality time on the squat rack or the half rack or the Smith machine or the weight benches or the cable machines or even the big row of dumbbells. Now, what's up with that? (laughs) In the past, I often had these areas to myself. Well, this migration to the strength and the weight area of the gym signifies to me anyway that people have come to realize that there is value in building or at least maintaining muscle people are starting to understand that lifting something heavy, which many of us don't do on a regular basis in our regular lives more than a couple of times a week, let's face it, but lifting something heavy is arguably a better use of your gym time than, say, hitting the fitness hamster wheels, as I like to call them, because the amount of cardio that we actually require for good health can easily be incorporated into the other 23.25 hours of the day that we don't spend working out or at the gym? (laughs) Get what I mean? When you think about weight training or strength training, you might get a picture in your head of some beefy bodybuilder with oiled up muscles and a deep tan. (laughs) Well, I want you to erase that image. Get that out of your head because these days, regular folks hit the weights and Even scrawny scientists are saying that resistance training offers amazing benefits for everyday, regular-sized people like you and me to improve their health. You know, as a coach, I hear many common misconceptions, like things like, I'm too old, I'm too small, or I'm too weak to start lifting weights. And then on top of that, other people think that they need to lose a bunch of excess body fat before they hit the weights, or conversely, they worry that lifting heavy weights will make them bulk up. So let's knock those, well, you know what? They're excuses. Let's knock them off one by one. So number one, I would put money on the fact that you are currently a lot stronger than you think certainly strong enough to get off those machines and pick up something heavy and it doesn't have to be a dumbbell or a kettlebell or a weight plate it can be anything in your backyard or around your house. And Now of course no matter how strong you actually are it is essential that you take it slowly and you don't rush into it but once you've got your technique dialed in I think you will be surprised and proud of how much weight you can actually lift. Personally, I hoisted an impressively big rock the other day off the ground and up onto the rock wall in our backyard garden and I had no ill effects. I felt pretty good about that. (laughs) So, okay, number two. Let's tackle the I'll get bulky idea. To really and truly become jacked, as they say, or muscle bound, you need to train with a very, very, hairy high volume of very heavy weights. (laughs) Sorry about that, I don't know what got into my varies there. But as you will find out, you don't need to do that to get the majority of the benefits that most of us are after. You also, to become jacked or muscle-bound, need to make nutrition a top priority. And I don't mean necessarily like good nutrition, I mean like eating. And I hate to say it, but You actually have to purposely overeat the majority of the time if you want to truly bulk up. Now, bodybuilders often use the expression, eat like it's your job. (laughs) So that portion of the bulking up equation is totally within your control. Then there's your genetics and your gender, of course. Now, yes, most women find it pretty darn hard to even bulk up when they're trying to bulk up especially from a basic training program, but what they do find is that they lose extra body fat and they reveal the muscle that is hiding underneath. So don't let muscle definition scare you off. That's really great. We want to see that. And finally, number three, everyone from children to seniors can benefit from engaging in some type of heavy lifting. Now, of course, kids and older folks and anyone with chronic conditions like arthritis or osteoporosis or obesity or cardiovascular disease risk factors will need to be more particular and mindful, but the fact is that we are all capable of training with some form of resistance. Okay, got it? Great. Now, let's look at the benefits of lifting weights and why you should incorporate this into your life. But before we do that, we need to pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. Alright, let's dive into each of the benefits of lifting something heavy, starting with getting toned. Now, getting toned requires two things to happen. You lose excess body fat and you increase the size of your muscle cells. Toning is mostly about revealing lean muscle, which means, for most people, the removal of the fat that's covering up the muscle. Then, building and shaping the muscle itself provides the real tone, which is why simply losing fat doesn't lead to that same look. Now, this might lead you to ask, well, Brock, if a big portion of being toned is losing body fat, shouldn't we do some cardio? Well, no. The best way, aside from a good diet, to shed unwanted body fat at the same time as increasing lean muscle mass is to prioritize anaerobic exercise with sprints and weights and include one to two heavy weight workouts per week. Now, those workouts can incorporate some classic weight room moves like squats and lunges and step ups and presses and rows and chin ups, because those exercises use a variety of muscle groups, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Now, the next reason that we should lift something heavy is that we can burn fat as fuel. So, okay, lifting weights elevates your energy expenditure after a workout significantly more than doing some regular cardio workout. It kind of lasts a little bit longer into the day beyond just the workout time. This is due to the metabolic stress that doing some strength training causes on our body. Now, in a study that compared light versus moderate weights on afterburn that's the extended period of time where you're still burning more fat after the workout, not just during it, women who did two heavy sets of eight reps at a 70% load, which means they were lifting pretty heavy, burned nearly twice the calories for up to an hour After exercise, compared to a group that did two light sets of 15 reps at 35% load. That's half the load that the other people were lifting. Now you know I hate talking about calories because it just it just makes me mad that we've boiled exercise down to how many calories does this burn versus how much calories does that burn. And that's just such a reductionist way of looking at such a healthful thing to do for our entire body. So let's focus instead on the fact that training at a higher intensity with heavier weights once or twice a week gives us more of a boost due to the fact that it trains more muscle units in the muscles, both metabolically and neurologically. Now, this is the magical combination which helps us increase coordination and will help you get more lean. All right, the next reason to lift weights is it'll make you smart. Well, okay, perhaps it won't make you smarter exactly, but check this out. In a 2015 study that explored the effects of resistance training on brain lesions, scientists zeroed in on 54 women whose brain scans showed white matter lesions. Now, the scientists first tested the women's gait, speed, and stability, then randomly assigned them to one of three groups. One that performed a once-weekly program of light upper and lower body training, one that did that same weight training routine, only they did it twice a week, and one group, the control group, that did a twice-weekly regimen of stretching and balance training. All three groups did this for one year, and at the end of that year, their brains were scanned again and their ability was reassessed. The women in the control group, well, sadly showed progression in the number and the size of the lesions in their white matter and a slowing of their gait. The same was true for the women who only had weight training once per week. The women who lifted weights twice per week displayed, and I quote, significantly less shrinkage and tattering of their white matter than the other women did. They also increased their speed and smoothness of walking. Now, I don't know about you, but that is what I call a positive outcome in the brain and the body. Now, the next reason you should lift something heavy is that it supports your hormones, specifically testosterone, but other ones as well. Now, studies have shown that it definitely takes lifting something heavy to significantly boost testosterone. No little soup can workouts here. Full body and heavy exercises like squats, deadlifts, bench press, and Olympic lifts should be ideally used. And this goes back to what I mentioned earlier, where we wanted to use more muscle groups and more of a full body lifting workout. And we want to do it heavy. We're talking 85 to 95% of your one rep max. Now, that's the amount of weight you can lift just once if you try your absolute hardest and only once. And we want to do two to three full body weight lifting workouts per week to get this good testosterone boosting results. Now, the key appears to be that when lifting heavy weights, you should use long rest periods if your goal is to just increase testosterone anyway. Scientists have studied the effects of very short rest periods on testosterone and found that longer rest periods, around 120 seconds, so two minutes, between sets are better for building testosterone, although you can still build other hormones, such as growth hormones, with those shorter rest periods, so you're not totally losing out if you do a shorter rest period. Now, if your goals are to increase or maintain your testosterone levels, maximize your time at the gym by doing alternate activities during these long rest periods, such as stretching, or better yet, do exercises that don't stress the same muscles that you just worked in a superset kind of fashion. And supersets are just doing back-to-back exercises performed with minimal rest. While it can be tempting to focus on what I call vanity lifts, the exercises like bicep curls, or bench press, you will get far better results for lean muscle mass, energy, sex drive, and fat loss when you include multi-joint leg exercises such as lunges and squats into your regimen. And again, that's because it's using bigger muscles and several muscles all at the same time instead of teeny tiny little muscles and only one of them. Okay, our next reason to lift something heavy is because it helps our joints and our tendons. Now, one of the largest benefits that endurance athletes in particular get from training with weights is the strengthening of their connective tissue. Now, this is important to prevent degeneration from all that repetitive use of doing your job or doing yard work or when you're training for something specific like a marathon. If you are loading your body with heavy weights, things called bone osteoblasts occur, which go to work strengthening your bones, your tendons, and your ligaments. Weight training allows you to move safely under a load, which is essential for anyone who's hoping to jump, spin, pivot, or twist with <laughs> any sort of vigor. Since knee, ankle, shoulder, and elbow joints are not naturally equipped to handle such loaded movements at high speeds, it's important to maintain them and prepare them and bolster them for maximum resilience. And that point leads us nicely into our next reason to lift heavy, and that is for bone strength. We've all heard how astronauts, lo- well, maybe not all of us, but some of us have heard that astronauts lose a surprising amount of bone mass during a long space flight. Now, NASA even has a term for this. It's called space bones. <laughs> astronauts usually experience bone loss in their lower body, the lumbar vertebrae, and their leg bones. And researchers suspect the cause of this is, well, weightlessness. Now, resistance training is pretty much the opposite of weightlessness or the opposite of being in space, and if you put your bones under a great amount of load or pressure than they usually experience in their day-to-day life as bones in your body, they will adapt by getting stronger. In fact, a study on resistance training and women with very low bone density found that weight training was both safe and effective in increasing bone density, even for postmenopausal women with very low bone mass. They found that it improved the bone mineral density and functional ability without any injuries. Now, the next reason to lift something heavy is that it helps lower blood pressure. One way that the body increases blood flow and cardiac output during exercise is by dilating your arteries, making them bigger, and actually decreasing the resistance or the peripheral resistance that the heart pumps against. Now, exercise scientists once believed that the cardiac output actually decreased during weight training, and this was because they thought the contracting muscle would somehow squeeze your blood vessels and make them shrink, which in turn increased peripheral resistance and dangerously raised blood pressure. Thus, it was assumed, and still is assumed by many exercise professionals and physicians, that weightlifting is not safe for people with heart disease because it puts too much stress on the heart. But the interesting thing is that when you lift a heavy weight, you also produce a hormone called adrenaline. And adrenaline causes your arteries in your muscles to dilate, which causes a decrease in peripheral resistance and an increase in cardiac output and no changes in blood pressure that are dangerous to the heart. As a matter of fact, the squeezing action of contracting muscles actually milks the blood back to your heart. This means that for people with high blood pressure, lifting heavy things may actually be less stressful to the heart than aerobic exercise is, which certainly doesn't result in that same milking action. And I'm sorry I won't bring up milking again for the rest of the episode. Our next reason to lift something heavy is that it will improve endurance. Now, do you avoid the weight room because you focus mainly on hiking, climbing, cycling, swimming, or running in your normal everyday fun activities? Well, that is not the best reason to stay out of the weight room. Lifting weights helps athletes in endurance sports as well, and it can help you too. For example, there was a review of 26 different studies that looked at the relationship between strength training and endurance sports, and it found that strength training made endurance athletes faster and more efficient. The results showed that strength training improved time trial performance, economy, and maximal anaerobic running velocity in competitive endurance athletes. Now, how did it do this? Well, it breaks down like this. Strength is defined as the ability of your musculoskeletal system to generate high amounts of force, or we can look at it like this. Strength is the ability of your muscles to move stuff, whether the stuff you are moving is a barbell, a bike, or your own body. It takes a certain amount of muscle to move it well. Makes sense. Now, our next reason to lift something heavy is for mental health. Now I'm not gonna dive into this too deeply because I actually did a great interview with a lead exercise and mental health researcher in a previous podcast episode. And you can find that in the feed. It was Dr. Jennifer Heiss. She was awesome. But in short, exercise affects the brain in many ways. It increases the heart rate, which pumps more oxygen to the brain. It aids the release of hormones, which provide an excellent environment for the growth of new brain cells. It promotes brain plasticity by stimulating growth of new connections between the cells in many important cortical areas of the brain. In fact, researchers from UCLA even demonstrated that exercise increased growth factors in the brain, which makes it easier for the brain to grow new neuronal connections. And other studies have suggested that 12% of future cases of depression could have been prevented if the participants had engaged in at least one hour of physical activity per week. So lots of great reasons to lift something heavy there. Now our next reason is that it can help manage chronic pain. There was a review of resistance training on patients with fibromyalgia that found several studies that linked the benefits of resistance training to lowered chronic pain in people with fibromyalgia. And simply put, the study concluded that being inactive will eventually lead to more pain on exertion and for many will actually result in a symptom flare-up. A Cochrane review of resistance training and chronic pain agreed that exercise could help with chronic pain because exercise helps reduce whole body inflammation over the long run. Interestingly, this study concluded that moderate or moderate to high intensity resistance training improves multidimensional function, pain, tenderness, and muscle strength in women with chronic pain. And this next one is kind of an interesting one, but a good reason to lift something heavy is that it improves your liver health. I know, not many of us worry about our liver on a daily basis, but fatty liver disease affects between 20 and 30% of North Americans. Can you guess what helps reduce those dastardly fatty deposits around your liver? Yep, you got it. And there was a study, admittedly a small study, on 19 participants on the effects of resistance training and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and it found that resistance training reduced liver fat, and as a bonus, it also reduced oxidative stress and insulin resistance, which is something that leads to diabetes. So this was the first study to demonstrate that resistance exercise specifically improved non-alcoholic fatty liver disease independent of any other change in body weight, but I find that really promising and encouraging. And our final reason to lift something heavy is that it slows the aging process. In fact, in a study called Resistance Exercise Reverses Aging in Human Skeletal Muscle, it was shown that 6 months of progressive resistance training, weight training that gets heavier over time basically, made the gene expression pattern of aging mitochondria become significantly younger. In a process known as sarcopenia, Muscles usually become smaller and weaker with age, and evidence suggests that a key part of the decline occurs in the mitochondria, which is a component of muscle cells that is the ultimate powerhouse, so to say. The study, which was done on 70-year-old men, reported, and I quote, the older individuals were able to improve strength by approximately 50% to levels that were only 38% less than that of younger individuals. This means that the seniors engaged in weight training closed the strength gap between themselves and their counterparts who were nearly 40 years younger, from 59% to 38%, which is an improvement of almost 36% in a mere six months of the study. Yeah, you heard that right. When it comes to mitochondria, weight training reversed nearly 40 years of aging, now, again, this is specific to the mitochondria. You're not going to lose all the wrinkles or anything else on our bodies, but this is really important stuff. And muscle biopsies from the study showed a remarkable reversal of the expression profile of 179 genes associated with age and exercise training. So essentially, the genes that normally are downregulated with age were correspondingly upregulated with exercise while genes that were upregulated with age were downregulated with exercise. Now, studies have shown that exercise, or resistance training in particular, also protects your DNA from wear and tear of aging, and that the addition of fast-twitch muscle fibers that you get from lifting heavy things also improve metabolic function by acting on your telomeres, which are the caps on the end of your DNA that protect your chromosomes from sort of tattering and falling off like an old shoelace without that little cap on the top of it. Now, as you age, telomeres progressively wear and shorten from things like repeated cell division or oxidative stress or inflammation and other metabolic processes which can leave your chromosomes unprotected. When the caps are eroded, the damage begins to dig into your genes, which causes your cells to become damaged and even discarded as you get older. But the good news is that lifting heavy stuff seems to slow that process down. So, alright, what did we learn today? Well, I think it's good news all around, and to be honest, I probably could have gone on even longer with all the benefits that lifting heavy stuff bestows on our human meat sack bodies, but we've got other things to do today, don't we? So, many of us know people, or are people, who say, I need to get in shape. And then immediately they head out to the store and buy some running shoes or join the local running group. And sure, that offers health benefits of its own. And I totally encourage you to do that. But after what we've reviewed today, hopefully you agree that we really ought to be purchasing some hand chalk and a vat of mustache wax and one of those old-timey leotards (laughs) that muscle-bound guys in cartoons wear anyway as well and incorporate that into our program along with whatever else you enjoy. Now my name is Brock Armstrong and thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness.